0: Welcome to the Han Shot First Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm joined with Alex and Scott. Say hi. Hi. What's up? All right. Today, we're going to talk about Commando, and to be more specific, the intro to Commando... Where there's a lovely montage with Arnold, aka John Matrix, and his lovely daughter uh, hey, Samantha. It's Samantha. Samantha.
1: Samantha. Okay. Um, it's, I think so, her name was Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Um, is that her name? Let's yeah. All
0: right, we're going to talk about that scene, and we love all of us here love Commando. I think we've seen it a billion times in our lives. It's a two billion for me. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> alright, sounds good. So, we're going to talk about that intro scene, and the montage is pretty awesome and ridiculous at the same time. We have, from my memory, um, we have Arnold and her feeding a deer, catching what looks to be a dead fish, playing in the pool, eating ice cream, chopping wood.
2: Um, some, some gay bashing. Some gay bashing. <laughs>
0: I think that's after the montage, but um, we're talking about Girl George.
2: Yes. Okay, well, at least that's right after George. the montage.
0: Yeah, that is after. Is that right
2: after? Okay, I apologize. Yeah, all
0: right. So yeah, it's pretty ridiculous, but it sets the mood for the greatest
1: movie ever made. Behind, um, I don't know. This this montage starts like after like a group of murders that are committed in like probably within the same week. That's true. I think they, yeah, I, they never really see how long the time frame is, but I think that's within. I always thought it was like the same day. It was all <laughs> at the same time, but Cook is in a lot of places at the same time.
0: <laughs> he does. Oh, he does. Does he do all of them? He does the guy at the trash can with the dumpster, the price, the car dealership, and but Bennett does the other one, right? Mm-hmm. On the the his boat explodes. Yeah. Well, he's the one who's supposed to be. Getting he, killed, he pulls
1: I out the giant IRC RC controller. And he blows up the boat. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. <laughs>
0: and then then the credits hit, right? And the credit, credits are rolling during this whole awesome montage. Well, no,
1: first Arnold is, is, like, chopping wood and everything. And then you see, like, a a pair of footsteps, like, creeping up on him. And then you see Arnold looking at his shiny axe. And in the reflection, he sees something. That's right. Yes, that's Oop, it's Jenny. Something, man. <laughs> Oops, it's Jenny. Oops, it's Jenny. Oops. All right. I'm
0: going to talk about general montages, right? So I made a list of all my favorite montages for movies. Some of them are awesome. Some of them are stupid. But the ones that I remembered didn't go on Google, didn't go on Bing, didn't go on Yahoo. Didn't go on any of those things to find out. I did it myself. So are you, are you sure you didn't big. go on Bing? Yeah, nobody goes on Bing. But <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> some people may. I don't know. Some Microsoft folk out there. Anyway, can you guys guess at least one of my list of my items from my list
2: uh, it was commando like rocky four rocky
0: that is on my list scott you are a winner
2: right, which one not commando <laughs> i the oh jeez. Uh, both of them the uh when he gets <laughs> yeah, in the car and when he climbs the mountain
0: yeah come on any movie that has two back-to-back montages is freaking awesome and uh Is that
2: does that count as a like a super montage or is it two separate montages i think it's two separate montages
0: it's it's there's a little bit of room in there for Adrian to do her business and then on to the second montage. So yes, Rocky Four? I mean all Rockies, I guess they pretty much invented the montage, I think.
1: Is that safe to say? Yeah. I'm not
2: sure. <laughs> okay. Pretty, I think,
0: yeah, that's a
1: that's a bet on the pass line. <laughs>
2: yeah. They yeah. definitely perfected it.
1: Yeah. Maybe not yeah. invented, but they uh
0: well,
2: who, who they who, set the bar.
0: Who set it first? Who there? What movie before Rocky? And a
2: montage. Oh. I don't
0: think we're old enough enough to answer that
1: question. (laughs) Uh, There was was probably a montage montage. in Gone
2: with the Wind or something. I don't know.
0: Actually, I have an answer because on my list, I have another movie.
2: Before Rocky?
0: Before Rocky.
2: Mm. You know you're
0: lying. (laughs) I am not lying. And that would be The Godfather. This is true. That that might be all...
2: All uh, joking aside, that might be the most awesome sequence. You're talking about the sequence at the end of the movie, right?
1: Yes, the baptism scene. Yes. Yeah, that or... is one of the best montages ever. The, leave the gun, take the cannolis.
2: That's different not a scene. Montage. Different scene. Yeah. <laughs> great. Right great after. scene, but different scene. <laughs> that's that's about an hour and a half away from that scene. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Followed by another hour and a half of other stuff.
2: But Wait, really, I thought yes. that was right after. No. Oh. That's, no, yeah, it's like in kind of right. the middle
0: of the movie, I think when
2: the, um, the yeah the the thing is towards the middle of the movie. Yes. Yeah.
0: But yes, the montage in Godfather where Michael takes care of all this business, most of it is done while he's at his son's uh, baptism. But he also comes back and finishes it by uh, killing his sister's husband, also Garlo. So that is on
1: my list. So that is awesome. <laughs> Wasn't uh, the guy that played his sister's husband? what's his face he, he was like an actual gangster right
2: I don't maybe. I'm not sure you could be onto something there I, I thought I he think was that,
1: like they were using some of his stories as reference and stuff because he used to be like
2: in the family I, I don't know I think that that whole scene uh, you know he gets capped off with, with Carlo I, I think it's such a great scene because up to that point for that whole montage it's, it's all his goons it's all everybody else that's doing all the killing this is the first time he's come face-to-face face with the, you know, one of these people that he's ordered to be killed. And then he says, oh, I'm not going to kill you. And as the audience, you're like, oh, okay. You know, there's still some, some morals to him. There's still some goodness. He can still be redeemed. And then uh, he turns right around and has him strangled in the car. And probably what could be the, the most brutal scene in the movie, just getting strangled from behind like that. Just very cool.
0: It is. It's awesome. I don't know. I think Luca Brasi maybe getting killed is a little more gruesome, but it's definitely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I know. he got choked and then a knife through his hand.
2: He does. <laughs> he does get the bug eyes though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to fake that. Yeah. Exactly. He was a committed actor, Luca.
0: <laughs> yes. So actually, I just noticed I kind of got a little whatever it is degrees of Kevin Bacon here because I went from Rocky to Godfather. So you got the Adrian connection there. Ooh. Yeah. And now. The next one is my favorite, my funniest one, but it's not. I don't know if it's supposed to be funny, but it's Scarface to the limit. (laughs) This montage, the music alone makes it the best. (laughs) Yes, exactly. The music alone makes it the
2: best montage ever.
1: Take it to the limit, (laughs)
2: limit. limit.
0: (laughs) We gotta. uh, (laughs) I wish we had a soundboard for that song. We should be playing that (laughs) right now, but.
2: I'm, I'm sure by next week we will have the Scarface soundboard ready to get. Yes, true.
0: Alex, maybe in post you got to put that in and edit me talking right now. But anyway, Scarface to the limit, bringing in freaking sacks of cash into the bank while the banker's just looking through the window shaking his yeah. head.
2: No, no. It's it's like a '70s sitcom. Yes. Scarface. <laughs> yeah. And then he just shrugs his shoulders. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Tony with his suit and his cigar walking down to the river to see his tiger. Oh, my God. Freaking hilarious. So, yes, that is in my list.
2: I think, uh, Jeff, let me jump in here. I th- yeah. I think I know another movie that's on your list, if I may.
0: Okay, go for it. Karate Kid. Yes, that was the next one. I don't have a connection to that one other than, I guess, they're Italian guys. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, very good, Scott. The championship tournament scene montage, you're the best. I think the highlight
1: of that movie is the tongue-twisting insult that one of the karate uh, Cobra Kai's gives to Machio. Tongue-twisting what? I don't remember that. (laughs) Must be, take your worm for a walk
2: week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is true. That happens much earlier in the movie, but yes. that's going to
2: be a a staple of the 80s where the screenwriters didn't know how to insult people. (laughs) And, and then you get like that bathroom scene from Robocop where they. Uh, what? The, I already forgot it. What is this? Damn it. We'll fix it in post.
0: Oh, I know. What is it?
2: <laughs> butt face. Where the dude's no, taking no, a leak and he's talking he about like, his boss. Iron Head or something like that. Iron um, Butt. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Iron Butt, I think. I don't use Iron Butt, but that's pretty good.
0: It does <laughs> sound like it. <laughs> um, anyway, um, Hack the Karate Kid. Yes, that. The, you're the best. I can just tell you that my brother and I would put that on a loop and watch it over and over and over and over and over again dancing, slash, pretend karate, slash, real karate, slash, suplex awesome. through the window. <laughs> slash, no, that wasn't to that. That was more WWF. But um, <laughs> I can honestly say this is a real story. I had my hockey team over like five years ago. I came over to my house. Everyone's kind of doing their own thing. There's a poker tournament going on in the other room. Karate Kid happens to be on the TV. People are watching it. And all of a sudden, that that song came on, that scene came on. Somebody cranked up the stereo. And everybody in the house ran to the living room. All these grown men started dancing. The, You're the best. So I don't think it's just us. I think it's uh, our generation loves that scene. And the last two I have, one of them... I just it's I think a lot of people have it on my lists. It's not that great, but I had to mention it. Would be Wedding Crashers, the intro, the uh, you know, the jump around or I uh, jump around uh, shout That's shout yeah. Um, That's pretty good. good. Uh, it's the- for that kind of comedy. I think it's pretty classic, and you know, it's got boobies in it, so I'm all no for that. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's pretty classic. I mean, it's pretty much mimicking every single wedding anyone's ever been to, all in the one montage. So had to put that on my list. And the last one, any guesses
1: out there? It's, I don't think you're going to get it. It's a comedy from the 80s. Uh, I'm going to say Naked Gun. No. The opening montage is that uh, the police car goes through. And That's pretty good. I did not think of that, but no.
0: Um,
2: 80s comedy. Give us, give us an actor. Uh,
0: any of the actors will give it away. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, go
2: ahead and talk to them. We'll let people... Listening along, try to guess also.
0: Rick Moranis. Ghostbusters. Yes. (laughs) I was gonna say ghosts, but the (laughs) you know, who you (laughs) that might have really given it away. (laughs) The montage with the you know, who you're gonna call and then running through the city and you know Bill Murray doing Bill Murray's thing. Doesn't get any better than that in my opinion. So that is my list of montages. Um, you know, Commando I think is still my favorite, just because Commando is one of my favorite movies of all time. It's the, pretty much the first rated R movie I ever saw, so that is up there. But these are the ones that, when I think of Commando montages, these are the other montages that I think of. That's my list, Scott. What do you think of when you think of Commando montage?
2: Okay, I, let's. I want to back up a little bit here to the specifically to the feeding of the deer. This only out of coke fueled uh, Reaganite '80s could, on top of all this ridiculous action, they have decided. Oh, we'll have them feeding the deer, which is probably the most ridiculous part of the entire movie. Like, it, almost everything else in that movie is more believable than them feeding the goddamn deer at yeah. the beginning. Um, and it it still kills me every time. Um, the, you know, the whole montage when he's gearing up at the end is, is pretty badass. That's, that's the kind of stuff when, you know, from our childhoods, when we pretended we, you know, we were going to go out and play war or whatever. That's, that's the scene we were envisioning when we, we grabbed our Nerf guns and, <laughs> and you know, went through the whole, you shot me. No, you didn't. Pretty sure, Scott,
0: I was dreaming of putting Alyssa Milano on my shoulder and carrying her. But,
2: you know, that's just me. (laughs) That's
0: just you.
1: (laughs) Then you hiked up your little brother onto your shoulder. (laughs) Shut up, you're Alyssa Milano. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to be cook.
2: All right, sorry, continue. Yeah, and then then it's a little odd that no one ever says anything about the mom. Like, it's not mentioned one time. Let me talk to your mother. There's no pictures in the house. Get your mother, please. She never, you know, says anything about it. It's just the two of them together. Um, it's a very bizarre situation. Uh, Not only can the man murder people at will, he can also raise a, a daughter by himself. He's he's kind of a renaissance man. He's out there chopping wood. He's out there creating um, passwords for his gunshed that are only two digits long. Uh, Beep boop. Which is... <laughs> it's actually kind of brilliant when you think about it, because no one's going to suspect that it's only two digits. And he has
1: to get to his guns fast. Yeah. Um, so it works. Yeah. It's brilliant.
2: We're we're stepping out of the montage a little bit here, but... It's I, commando. It's all right. Yeah, I, ga- yeah. I got to talk about the safe, too. Um, the safe and the deer are the two things that kill me about that movie. I I actually did some math on the shed thing. People are free to correct me if um, I'm wrong here. The combination is 1-3, for those paying attention at home. Right. At two digits, there are approximately 110 total combinations, right? So if it takes you about three seconds to put in two numbers, which is actually pretty, pretty much on the high end, it would take you about two minutes and 45 seconds to go through all 110 combinations. What? How is that possible? At three seconds per combination. So that's three yeah. times 110. I guess. It's 330 seconds. But
0: you'd really get it in like six seconds because you would try – or three, nine seconds. you tried try right. one, 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 yes. two, one, three.
2: And so then you... the average person who would start with one <laughs> would do it in about 12 seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having gone through about 24 different numbers, or 22, 24 separate pushes. But yeah, as I said, you know, no one's going to suspect. And he did need to get to his guns fast, so it ended up working out –
0: but he would smell them coming, so I don't think he's worried about people breaking into his safe that's on his roof.
1: Downwind, you think he would smell yeah. them coming? That I is did. True. So
0: I think he's kind of like taunting people to come into his safe.
2: No. Well, maybe that was uh... Jamie. Please. <laughs> Sorry, I'm waiting for the sound drops. Do <laughs> <laughs> it now. So, moving along, let's let's see what Alex has to say about the...
0: Wait, that's all you're going to talk about? Yeah, I
2: thought you had a montage. Oh, I thought we... Okay, so Alex has something to say about the montage?
0: No, he
1: does. Yeah, but I thought you had had a montage picked out that was uh, during the opening credits, just like Commando. Okay,
2: okay. So, moving along to some of my own... Kind of a mix of favorites and just kind of well-known ones. Go back a little ways here with The Sting. I don't know if anybody born before 1980 that's going to listen to this has seen that movie. It was uh, Robert Redford. Born before
0: 1980? Because most people before would not see it.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm just... That was an arbitrary number. I don't know a whole lot of people that have seen it, but... Never mind. The right. Sting. Yeah, Robert Redford and Paul Newman. Not the original Big Twist movie, but uh, definitely probably the first... I don't know... Blockbuster is the right word, but really big movie that that featured a big twist, um, and that had a very big opening sequence, where basically went through the entire cast, the beginning of the movie, which is very different from how they usually do it if they do do that at all, um, where they'll kind of throw people at the end, such as in *The Princess Bride*. Um, I'm always kind of a sucker for the uh, showing showing the whole cast and a montage of scenes at the end of movies. Yeah, it's it's, it's pretty cheesy, but yeah, I, I always enjoy it for some reason. Um, so it's like a Chick-fil- nice Chick-fil-
1: little, like, uh, backstory that you get, like, after the movie, they went on to do this.
2: Um, sometimes an epilogue, yeah. I'm usually, you know, just happy with, like, the, just seeing some of the scenes over again.
1: Oh, that's what, like, they replay clips from the movie at yeah, the very the, the end. Yeah, to like, show, like, people Robert like Refford, and he's doing the... Yeah, but only the, in The Nose Sting,
2: thing. that was at the very beginning of the movie, which was kind of weird. Oh, well, right.
0: So I've never seen The Sting, so they actually show scenes that haven't happened yet at the very beginning? Yes,
2: that is weird. Well the the well it's it's all to the, the tune of the, the theme so you don't you're not hearing it. You're you're seeing your, your scenes play out and then you watch the movie. Yeah. That that song.
0: So it's like if Top Gun was to like play uh you lost that love and feeling at the beginning of the movie
1: and showed all the
0: character yes, intros. Yes.
1: Okay.
2: It would be like gotcha. And yeah, the, no, the,
0: they're
1: the, playing the volleyball playing scene it. at the very beginning. Not the volleyball. You know how they end No shut up. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm always yeah. Top Gun, Princess Bride, Tombstone, did that. I don't know. I I always dig it. Um, Some other cool ones. Uh, the intro to Seven. I'm talking. I'm kind of focusing on the intros and the outros here. The, the intro to Seven is really cool. The, the set designer actually went through and did all that crazy writing in the books himself. He Basically, went through and filled a bunch of those notebooks. Um, so all that stuff is real. It wasn't just. Does he just have a bunch
1: of Ibsen in the books?
2: Yeah, exactly. There was a bunch of lower <laughs> Um Copy paste. It just kind of whole creepy vibe with the night Nails song, and kind of set the mood for the whole movie. It was pretty cool with that. I
1: haven't um, seen that
2: movie in forever. Yeah, it's it's kind of a rough watch now. What's in it's the seven? box? Especially when you know how it's going to end. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> and it's it's very it's that one's kind of early Fincher, so everything just looks like it's an industrial wasteland. It is in L.A., so it's not that far off. But before he started using colors more. Still better than Alien 3. Yeah. Yeah. Only too many people can argue with that. <laughs> so my, my big one, though, uh, the one I, re- I really dig, um, and we, I was going to talk about Naked Gun, which has those awesome car intros. Called it. But those, those are less of montages, because the gag is that the car is, like, going from one yeah, to the Yeah, driving everywhere. Yeah. Where it shouldn't. Just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome, but I yeah. thought I would be, like, cheating a little too much.
0: Yeah, it's not really a montage, like you said. It's going from a hospital to a hockey rink to a strip club or whatever, right? Yeah, it's not really a montage. It's
2: just yeah, yeah.
1: It's a montage uh, of scenery. You're right.
2: <laughs> and so, so one, one I really wanted to talk about, though, um, and I'm kind of cheating here. You know, I went in with the focus of credits. Credits are playing on everything that I've talked about so far. The Austin Powers gold member intro is, is pretty freaking great. It starts off with the fake credits for Austin Pussy. And oh, Stop being to- such a pussy! <laughs> and you get to see possibly the best action scene in the movie. Tom Cruise jumps over a helicopter with a pair of Uzis and takes out a helicopter. It's that, that same helicopter. And then he meets up with a very hot-looking Gwyneth Paltrow as Dixie Normus. Uh. <laughs>
0: that was Gwyneth Paltrow? I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah, I it's, it's, worth, just,
2: it's worth just looking up the intro on YouTube. Especially for th- what comes after that. Two Dang, of them, Vito, right? Yes, <laughs> the two of them kiss. And then pans up and there's Kevin Spacey, Dr. Evil. And that's funny enough until he says, isn't that right, Mini Me? And it pans over to Danny DeVito. And he's smoking a cigar. And he goes, hey, assholes, I'm Mini Me. And starts firing off a Chicago typewriter.
1: Uh, Frank Reynolds. <laughs>
2: Yeah, out. he's essentially
1: Frank in that scene.
2: <laughs> <laughs> pulls out, and then there's a, a little extra bit with uh, Steven Spielberg. Um, it was, was kind of funny. And then he goes in the big dance number. And I'm, I'm kind of sucked for that, too. It paid homage to certain things, like uh, Singing in the Rain. It was, it was pretty cool.
1: A little bit of the Beatles in that.
2: Yeah, there, there were, well, it was, I think it was more of the first one. All, all three of the movies oh, had, yeah. had the big intro, which are really cool. Yeah, the third one has has the extra thing, though. With the Austin pussy. And then he goes into the next one, and then he has to dance off with Britney Spears back when she was still on her game, as it were.
0: All right, on a side note here, who's better? Elizabeth Hurley, Heather Graham, Beyoncé. Go,
2: Elizabeth Hurley.
1: Yeah, I'm going to (laughs) say Hurley, too. Oh, man, it's tough. Yeah, it's either her or
0: Beyoncé. I don't know. Oh, Yeah, I know.
1: Not it's not Heather Graham. It's between
0: Beyonce and Elizabeth Hurley.
2: I'm just saying, I would yeah. you, you wouldn't be losing out with any of the three. But uh, I think I think the thing about Elizabeth Hurley though, she's got the British accent. Exactly the
1: accent. Wait, we're I missing Frau Barbissina out of that out of that uh, list. Who? Hmm? Frau Barbissina. Number one. Is that a lot of China, or who is
2: that? I don't remember. That's the Doctor Evil's. That's second in command.
1: Oh.
0: Ta-ta! Scott's dad. We're not missing her out of the list. God damn it.
2: <laughs>
0: all right, continue. So no one likes Heather Graham.
2: No, awesome. no. <laughs> do <say> that. Negative.
1: <laughs> yes. yes, negative. Yeah, but none of us chose her. All right, continue. That's true. Um, Just not in that movie.
2: All right, so, um, yeah, that was, that was my... The, the big one I want to talk about. So I guess we'll throw it over to Alex and... Hopefully he doesn't say anything else crazy about Frau Farbissena being hotter than
1: Fortuna. Alright. Well I took a bit more of a little route. Since we were doing uh, we were talking about commando being a montage during the opening credits. I picked Willow. Willow as having a still You having a, a similar type of montage. With the wench that saves Alora Dannon. And after she escapes the castle, there's like a nice montage of her taking care of Alora Dannon, living in the woods, and bonding with the baby. It, it's kind of like in Commando, you see, oh, Arnold's, or John Matrix is like a good dad, and he's bonding with his daughter throughout these all activities. It's, it's a lot shorter in Willow. But it, to me, it kind of, it, it's very similar.
2: So, I
0: haven't seen that in forever, so I can't comment. I am sorry.
2: So you're saying that Jenny was ultimately going to be raised to be sacrificed for the? uh
1: I'm saying Jenny is one of those giant rat dogs.
2: Okay. I see. I see and Monarch just from. takes her out. I'm I'm not sure that works exactly, but
0: <laughs> are you talking about rodents
2: from,
1: of unusual size? <laughs> are you oasis? I don't think they exist. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn it!
0: I fell for it. <laughs> no more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody
2: want uh, a it? RIP Andre.
0: Everybody should drink a gallon of wine in his in his <laughs> memory.
2: So let's talk about Andre a little bit here since we brought him up. All Sorry, right. Alex. The. Uh, no, that's fine. You know, they he had to get surgery because he had like the bad back or whatever it was. And so they needed to anesthetize bad, him. Bad back, bad heart. And uh, but he was so Big massive head. that they had no idea like how much to dose him. So they just basically told him to start drinking. And like at the point where he passed out, that's when they knew like how much to give him like whatever it was they were gonna give him. They had like was, a good gauge. Yeah. So he just I don't know. He powered through like a thirty-two pack of beer or something like that. Something ridiculous. <laughs> now oh, I shit. heard I heard something similar but
0: a little bit different. I heard that. The same thing. Like They didn't know how much the game was, so they asked him, how much did it take you to get you drunk? Uh, and then he said, like, two cases of wine or something. Yeah. I'm sure the numbers have been blown out, but it's something yeah. ridiculous. Like, no mortal, because uh, he's not mortal, would be able to handle, but he did it he's awesome sorry yeah I think, I, I think that's right in talking about Andre because he is the best he entered all of our childhoods through movies and wrestling and well, I guess that's it <laughs> but Andre's the best I got four white horses in
2: case we find the lady hello lady <laughs> don't worry I won't let it get to my head I kind of slipped an already there <laughs> you said it yourself I did say it myself
0: yeah, sorry we
1: we derailed Alex's conversation. Before. No, that's fine. This is what this podcast is all about: linking movies to movies, well, linking is, entertainment to entertainment.
2: True. Yeah. So you you were talking about uh, Willow.
1: Yep. Just that opening scene just reminded me a lot of uh, Commando. I thought there was it was a good. <laughs> Wait, like you similarities. Willow. You mean Willow, right? That's what I said. Willow. No, you, didn't. you said commando. Reminded me of commando.
2: Oh, shit! Will- edit that out. <laughs> Willow is is John Matrix, and Laura Dannon is Jenny.
1: All right, crossover
0: break. Scott, name your favorite little person.
2: Hmm. I mean, it would have been Warwick Davis. That's the only one we know. But before, be- nope. before. I know
1: Scott's favorite little person.
2: Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. uh,
2: the fantastic. Thank- Peter Dinklage what? is pretty much carrying that show at this point. That 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 shitty show on HBO, not for Peter Dinklage. I kid. that show is awesome. But yeah, got to go with the Dink. All right,
1: Alex, favorite little person. Jeez, uh, I was gonna say Billy Barty. He's my guy.
2: Oh man. Yeah. Why I, didn't you say that? Can I take one back? back? No, I nope. already called I'm Billy okay, Barty. Back. Damn it! I opened. I once opened up a can of Coke for Billy Barty. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. Oh, wait. Speaking of which, all right, hold on. My favorite little person is Kenny Baker, R2-D2. That's it. But Scott. Nice. Uh Uh-oh. We're on a commando podcast right now.
2: Okay. And somebody Uh, we know. I know where this
0: is going. (laughs) Named Scott had dinner at a benefit sitting next to one Mr. Vernon Wells
1: and didn't know who it was. Tell the story. Okay. It was a Vernon Troyer. So it wasn't
2: it wasn't Fern Troyer.
1: Your favorite little person.
2: No.
0: <laughs> oh wait, mine's Glenn Danzig. I changed my
2: mind. <laughs> <laughs> Can I change mine to Glenn Danzig too? <laughs> no. Oh. Um. <laughs> so so it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> a it wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't a benefit. It, uh, uh, it was a a barbecue put on by um,
1: a reputable company, and it, uh, company in at. the
2: industry. So there, there were a few other what industry? You know, some relatively famous people there. But so it what was a uh, kind of a buffet thing for for dinner. What kind and of buffet? I grabbed my food, sat down at this table, what kind of food? and looking across, and this guy—it's bugging me. I read. Recognize this guy, but I can't figure out who it is. It's bugging me the whole night. Finally, like after the guy's gone, it hits me.
1: You tell, you tell him. Didn't I pay you a dollar once to touch your toes and touch your dick? I don't think I said that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, know, sure. I think you did. And then it was, it was kind of like that that moment at the end of Usual Suspects, where it just all fell into place, and I saw Road Warrior and Weird Science, and of course Commando. I'm going to shoot you right between the balls, John. And it was indeed Vernon Wells. Bennett himself was eating dinner with me technically. And I will forever regret not, not getting an autograph or at least going over and saying hi. You know, if I wasn't a gigantic pussy. Maybe even getting him to do one of the lines from his movies. Stop but being yeah. such a pussy! Yeah. So that's, that's basically my Vernon Wells story. Not to be confused with former angel Vernon Wells who's still getting a paid shitload of money by them for doing nothing. Thanks was it for the him. guy
1: with the pitcher with a little arm.
2: I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> about. I have no
1: idea what he's talking about.
0: Wait, who has a little arm?
1: Had. No, he still has <laughs> it. No, he still Had has his a little arm? arm. Yeah, he was a pitcher for the Angels. You think of Jim Abbott who was missing a hand? Hey, Jim Abbott. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> All
0: right. Okay. It's just to let you know, Scott and I like sports. Alex only gets to see I know of him. sports. He knows they exist in movies and other than that. He likes Has it when no that, that
2: team that local team does good at that sport that they play.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: They call me Mr. Baseball.
0: <laughs> Alright, let's get this back on track. Uh, Alex, were you done? Are you almost done? I forgot where we were at here. <laughs> Pretty much
1: it's just a little blurb about how uh, Willow's montage was similar to Commando's.
0: All right, I think we're done. Um, thanks everybody for contributing. Now we're gonna hit our news of the day. Um, is there anything you guys want to talk about going on in the news right now? Any topics that you guys are interested in talking about? You know, we're gonna talk about nerd stuff, obviously. So don't talk about Obamacare or anything like that. But
2: oh, man. Um, talk a little bit about um, some news that came out this week about Marvel uh, and Netflix. Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard about this.
1: Yes, I did. I'm excited but, uh, about this.
2: Yeah. I've Disney was plumbing the depths of uh, the Marvel Universe library, whatever you want to call it, pushing uh, these four um, Netflix series. They're going to be miniseries and ultimately come together as, I guess, another miniseries called The Defenders. But yeah, it's going to be for the, the comic book fans listening. Luke Cage, um, Iron Fist. Uh, help me out here, Alex. Um, the other two.
1: It was a couple of the, uh, well, now considered, like, very B uh, superheroes. Oh, Daredevil was one of them.
2: It was Darede- yeah, Daredevil was the big one. And then it was, uh, shoot, uh, Jessica Jones. That was it. That's right. So I'm, I don't want to say I'm excited about this, but I, I think it's a good thing. I think it's a cool thing. The more, I'm excited about uh, it. The more original programming Netflix gets, the better. Because I'm finding it more and more difficult to justify... Uh, keeping my Netflix account, because I, you know, at least, at least, because I only use it to stream. Um, hey, Orange is the New Black. Laura Prepa on
1: Topless. Boom. What?
2: I, Donna I said more from that
1: me. 70s show. Sorry. Yeah, you I know, know it's Donna name.
0: from, I know, I know, I know it's Donna from that 70s show, but what? Why is she Topless and why is she wearing orange? The better you question is, is why show? do you <laughs> care? That's <laughs>
1: true, but I don't, I guess I don't understand the relevance. Um, unlike Scott, I'm a fan of boobies.
2: All right, so, no, there's a, a, like I was talking about, original programming on Netflix. There's a show called The Orange is the New Black um, that, oh, that okay. features uh, her as well, one of the characters. But is, okay, I got a little confused. Is that the same as the Marvel thing you were talking about? Or no, the- no, 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 no. Okay, I was just, <laughs> Alex was pointing out another show that's original programming on Netflix. And, ah. And to justify
1: Orange. his subscription to Netflix.
0: Gotcha. Uh, so. No.
1: Going back to the Marvel thing, you
0: mentioned video games. What does that do with video games? Or no, it adds, something.
2: No, I just with all the new consoles coming out, I wanted to hold off on those to talk about this Marvel thing first. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just, <laughs> it was clumsy way of. I've <laughs> been drinking it's
1: heavily. Edited. We're gonna have like five minutes of material. Okay. Any other
0: news? Alex, do you have any nerd news? Not nerd news, but uh, just news in general that you, you want to talk
1: about? about? Yes, I do. There's this website that has done, in a Star Wars related field of course, a like, not an art competition, but like, submission where people can submit different pieces of artwork. And they did the art of killing Jar Jar 99 times. So <laughs> it's 99 drawings of Jar Jar just Getting worked, like right now I'm looking at <laughs> jar jar in the middle of a alien I wouldn't even keep it human centipad human centipede, but <laughs> it's jar jar in the middle and a couple of the Star Wars cantina
2: guys <laughs> on the other end so what you're saying is this website has ninety nine problems, but being said <laughs> one
1: that is correct. It's a Flickr account, and it's titled Whoa. 99 Deaths of Jar Jar Archo. 99 Deaths, I'm looking it up right now, of Jar
0: Jar. This is a stimulating podcast. All right. Yeah. We'll post the link. We'll, we'll have, a, at some point, I guess, a website you can post it. I can't find it. But whatever. We'll look it up. That's awesome. Some of these are fucking gross. Since you brought up Star Wars, I guess the other nerd news is they just recently fired the writer from uh, the new Star Wars movie. Abrams himself is going to be doing it, along with uh, what's the guy, Kasdan, the guy who did Empire and Raiders, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you yeah. guys know the details, but that's kind of interesting that they're uh, doing that. And they just officially announced that the first Star Wars movie ever not to be launched in May this year—it's going to be, or this time is going to be in December, Christmas time.
1: So, well, that's good. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad, but you know, it's another tiny just... thing that's saying like, hey, we're stepping away. ...from a little bit of a traditional Star Wars thing and doing our own thing.
2: Well, the, the 20, 2015 December release, it almost makes it seem like they wanted to get it into 2015. So hopefully it's not being rushed, not to be too pessimistic about things. I don't think so. And then, uh, I, I don't know how you guys, like, I think I talked a little bit about this with Alex. I, I think uh, Kazan getting on board is, is great. I, you know, I, I don't really feel one way or the other about Abrams as a writer... I mean, if it's his baby and he didn't like what was going on or what the screenwriter was doing, that's fine, but yeah, I don't you know it doesn't get me excited that he's taking over necessarily. I don't know how you guys feel about it, as far as the writing duties go anyways
0: I personally like you know I, I think some of his stuff's good, some of it's bad. The fact that there's conflict, I think is actually good, which means that actually, someone actually cares at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, good For a good just, or bad? Yeah, for good a bunch or bad. Of yes, just... man around Abrams. Exactly. And so, Abrams is not taking a bunch of yes men either. Exactly. So, from that point of view, I'm, I guess I'm excited that somebody's at least showing some initiative and kicking somebody out of the room. But, him, you know, he's made some good movies, and I think he's made some stinkers as well. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's it's interesting news. And um, that's pretty, I think that's pretty cool. Not pretty cool, but pretty interesting news that they're no longer having, you know, their May 4th or whatever their May release is, and they're actually going to Christmas. I also heard it had something to do with Avengers is coming out that spring as well, the next Avengers movie, and that they didn't want to compete yeah, with that. I, I, I was actually,
2: I, I was looking at a uh, a list of the, the the blockbusters or at least the the big money movies that are supposed to come out in 2015 um, uh, as a month by month, and you know, like January and February are typically big blockbuster months, so there's not much there. Mm-hmm. And then you'd see it fill out for the rest of the year, where there'll be several movies a month, except in May. And the Avengers comes out and it's basically by itself because nobody wants a piece of that, <laughs> Yeah. It, which makes a lot of sense. Um, so they're actually really smart to at least not have it in May.
0: Star Wars can take on the Avengers.
2: Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> True, but, but they'd they'd both bank their money. But uh,
0: yes, yeah, so like some nerds are not going. Oh, I'm going to see the Avengers only, and I'm right. going to see Star Wars. But, <laughs> but
2: but I mean, just the. The bajillions of dollars that Avengers made. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to get caught up in that nonsense. Yeah.
0: And the only other thing, I don't know if it's something we should do at the end of the I'm just looking at like the movies that are out right now, and I can see that Thor, Dark World opened up this week. Or, as far as other movies, Ender's Game, I really have no interest in either of them. I don't know about you guys.
2: I've, I've read the book for Ender's Game, and I'm, I'm kind of an outlier in that I thought it was... Okay, and this was years and years ago before I found out that uh Orson Scott Card has some interesting ideas about some things. Does he ever? So you know, uh, I wasn't you know, I'd have to separate anything out, but yeah. So I and the trailers for that looked ridiculous with Ben Kingsley and the Maori tattoos, and I just can't draw up the interest. Thor, on the other hand, I do want to see, and I'm hoping to see that uh, within the week.
0: Really? So do you like the first one?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, at points, it felt like a like, a cheesy 80s TV show, like, when they're wrecking the town, but um, I think the thing about all the Avengers movies, or characters' movies, I mean, i have all had, like, really good casting, and the, you know, it, the guy playing Thor plays, you know, just like Robert Downey Jr., as good as Iron Man. No
1: way, uh, no way nobody's as good as him. As no, Iron no, Man. no I'm,
2: I'm just saying, like, it's in that same vein, um, where... Tom Selleck
1: as you know, Iron Man. You're
2: like, okay, yeah, this guy's <laughs> Thor, you know? You don't have to, like, think about it.
0: I agree with that, but I guess I just think he's such a boring character. He's a god, so like
2: yeah, it's it's there. a little tougher. It's like Superman yeah. in that regard, yeah. exactly.
0: Except really. he's not Superman. So it's, it's even a harder worse. to up, like, Yeah, Thor.
2: Like drama. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Cool. And, and Natalie Portman.
1: Yeah, well, that's obvious. And Captain. Speaking of Enders Game, <clears throat> you remember like years ago, like right after Episode One, where there were rumors flying around. That Jake Lloyd was gonna play Ender in the Ender's Game movie. No, I don't
2: remember. You don't remember? Oh, that was. was I know they've been. I know, like people have been talking about doing an Ender's Game movie for forever, basically. Uh, Since the there was
1: a rumor floating around, and I think it was because of this uh, poster that he was in to promote literacy, and Jake Lloyd was in this like little boat on a lake, and it was reading Ender's Game. Okay, Jake Lloyd.
2: It'd be kind of yeah. weird for Ender to be reading Ender's Game. It's very meta. <laughs> yes!
0: Yes. Uh, I thought you would have a Turbo Man soundbite. Anyway. Um, Jamie, uh, all right. please. That, that wraps up... <laughs> That's the worst soundbite ever. That wraps up uh, News of the Week. Um, Alright, so I think we're almost done here, except we got to pick a topic for next week. So it's time for Mr. Scott to come up with a topic for next episode. So Scott, tell us what we're going to be talking about.
2: Okay, I I always uh, enjoy uh, moments in movies where it's made explicitly clear that whatever character you're watching is completely screwed. So I think that's what we're going to run with. So just any moment in a movie where whatever situation the character is in, they realize that they're completely fucked. Like, whether it is, you know, even if they're about to just die, um, all the die-hard Hans Gruber as he's falling on the way down. If you want to say the look on his face is classic, that's fine. But just any, any moment where the character realizes that's it, like, they're completely effed.
0: And I don't know if maybe I can ask this question, but are they completely effed? Do they have to be they don't, completely They effed? don't
2: have to necessarily, but they have to be convinced that they are. Okay. So the character has that's to be convinced that they're, that they're completely screwed. And just, yeah, the various scenes uh, where that plays out.
0: Um, I think that's it for this week's episode. Um, talk to you guys later. Bye. Over my dead body.
2: Yes, I bet you have.
0: We do it the hard way. Uh, R, R A P Andre.
2: Your things are out of control.